0: Scott,
1: and I'm in Sydney, and I'm joined by my colleague Mel.
0: Who's not in Sydney?
1: I'm healthy. Are you healthy this week?
0: I am. I still don't properly sound like it, but I promise I am.
1: Do I sound any different, coming from Sydney?
0: Um, no, I can't say that you do.
1: No? Fancier? I
0: I was thinking higher up, you know, like elevation-wise. You sound like you're coming from higher above sea level, but I couldn't say you sound fancier.
1: I'm I'm, I'm actually here for work. I'm not here for parkrun, which is a bit disappointing. I have mapped out a couple of freedom runs. I've I've looked at the map and I've looked around my nearest parkrun that I haven't done yet, which would be all of them in Sydney because I haven't done a parkrun in Sydney yet. And it leads me to, have you ever looked at the map, the events map, and, and mapped out your nearest event not yet done yet. Is that right? <laughs> I buggered that up, didn't
0: I? It's N-E-N-Y-D.
1: Nearest event, not done. yet. Done. Yep. Have you ever done that?
0: Um, I haven't, actually. It's. I, I know that there's going to be a whole cluster of them in the northern suburbs of Brisbane that I haven't done, so it'll be one of those. Probably uh, Petrie Parkrun, actually, I think is the closest one now. Um, I should figure out how far away it is. What have you have you done that for your home area?
1: I have. And I'm torn. I'd have to get out my mapping tool, my rulers and
0: So you've got a choice of, I think of so. two split, or more.
1: Yeah, I'm split between Windham Vale and Packenham. And Packenham's been around for a while, so I think I need to pay them a visit soon.
0: Okay. Well let me just Google map this. So I definitely think, because I've done North Lakes, I've done Central Lakes. I've done all the lakes in northern Brisbane. I haven't done Sandgate, but that's over more toward the coast. Yep, no, it's definitely Petrie, And Petrie is approximately 78 kilometres from where I live. So when you say you're torn between Wyndham Vale and Pakenham, is it Pakenham? Pakenham. Pakenham. (laughs) <laughs> when you say you're torn between those two So what, what are we talking about in terms of distances? Would they be 50 kilometres closer, an I hour drive? I think so,
1: maybe 40 I don't think they're anywhere near 74, whatever you said 78 <laughs> Seventy-eight,
0: <laughs> Which is about an hour's drive from here So so you think yours are even closer than that? that yeah, is but pretty there's still an hour dismal. away Oh, okay So it would still take you an hour to drive there
1: but that's good for all adventurers to look up your Nen... Nendi? <laughs> nin- Nen Nanid? Aven- Nened? Nened.
0: Let's call it Nenned, like Leonard. Nened. Mm. Okay.
1: So get on the map this week and find your Nenad and start crossing it off.
0: Well, I'm I'm interested, Scotty, why do you think like I uh, why have you not been to those events that are so close to you?
1: Well, Wyndham vale launched. We had um, Maria and Andrew on an earlier episode, so they've only been around for a while. And they launched the week before Studley. And since Studley's launched, I've been a bit busy. So I haven't made it out there. Pakenham, it is a long way away, but I don't have a great excuse for not visiting them.
0: See, mine is a little bit more strategic than that. i I feel like... If I'm going to travel for a park run, then I should really travel for it. And these ones are my closest ones. So I'm kind of like keeping them until I really need to get to another event that I haven't done yet. But they're my because they're close, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to use up all my really close ones. It's like a chess game, you know? Yeah, I'm it's just like I'm saving them because they're closer. So I know that I can I can drive two hours or two and a half hours or three hours on a parkrun morning and get some place that is a little bit further away. So I'll, I'm more inclined to do that than I am to go to a place that's closer, which I know doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: No, it makes perfect sense. I get it. You just want to catch me on the most events list. I get it too.
0: Well, and I don't have a lot of free weekends lately, so they're all, they're all allocated for a few months out in advance now.
1: Have you ever been down to Fingal Bay Park run?
0: I haven't would have been good to go there last weekend though
1: wouldn't it because Colleen O'Shea became the oldest female park runner in the world to complete a hundred runs. Colleen's 86
0: and from and she did what From what I understand the next woman behind her is is quite far behind her as well in those stakes nowhere near their hundred runs.
1: So she joins Norm, who we had on in episode 2, I recall.
0: Oh, you've got a good memory. It was very early on. We,
1: we, um. Yeah, we're keeping up a good tradition here in Australia of longevity and park running. So our Aussie runners just don't give up. Good on them.
0: We are world leaders. And now we're headed back to North Queensland because we've been away from North Queensland for a really long time on the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. And we're joined now with Tracy Cullen, the event director at Riverway Parkrun. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Tracy. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Now, Tracy, you are actually coming to us over the, the sound waves tonight with an injury. Can you tell us what happened?
2: Um, yep, this is true. I have broken my toe, and um, I now have a lovely moon boot to um, yeah for the next couple of weeks to uh, help with with it because there's nothing else they can do for for
0: a broken toe. So, which toe is it? It's my big toe. Yeah. Damn. And okay, so how did this injury occur? It's um it's a ridiculous. It's not, it's not very um exciting to be honest.
2: It is a running injury. I um, Yesterday for Mother's Day, um, the phone was ringing at dinner time and I got up. I was so excited that the phone was ringing for <laughs> for me. I ran to the phone and I tripped over a slit across the floor on my hip and um, didn't get to the phone on time. Damn. Yeah, I got up. I thought my hip's really sore and I didn't even know that I'd done anything to my toe until a, a little while later when... It became very very apparent that it was not okay so yeah ended up in hospital on Mother's Day and got myself a lovely boot not um not 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 quite um, the ones you can buy in Sydney though Scott <laughs>
1: that's good so this means you're off running which means you'll be volunteering I imagine
2: well yes I, I do volunteer more than what I what I run um, but uh, yes I am um, will have to be slowly getting back into it. They didn't actually tell me how long it takes to recover from a toe, a broken toe, but um, they they did just say to stay off it for a week, so I don't really know how much longer it's going to take than that. Probably probably six weeks, I guess, but I'm sure I'll be getting active before then.
1: Well, this is where I was leading because I looked up your stats, and you're correct. You've done more volunteering than running. So Riverway Mm. has been around for three years, Tell us why you've, do you just love volunteering?
2: Um, okay, this is, yeah, I do actually. Um, I've, we do have a great, a great group of run directors and I think um, it just takes time when you first start a park run to get a core group together. So I think I did most of my volunteering probably in the first year and then um, after that it, yeah, it's, it's slowed off a bit. I think it just all depends. Everybody sort of steps in and we all sort of take turns. And, uh, oh, there was one point where I was looking after North Shore Park run as well for about six months. So I think that's where it, it um, the stats got higher in regards to volunteering over that time before the lovely Stacey and Sandra stepped in. and um, Yeah, North Shore's been, they've been uh, taking care of North Shore now for about a year, so... Uh, yeah. Um, no, I do. I I run, and I do. I do get my exercise in, but it's generally not on a Saturday morning, unfortunately. But I do participate when I can. So juggling juggling between kids and, and work at the moment to try to
0: get down there. So. So Tracy, you uh, was Riverway the first park run in Townsville?
2: Yeah, it was the first park run in North Queensland.
0: When we yeah when we
2: started three years ago and um,
0: and how did how did you learn about parkrun I mean if you're the first in in an area that's obviously so far away from where other parkruns are how did you hear about parkrun and decide that it would be good to bring one to your hometown
2: Okay, well I um, was very overweight Mel. I was 105 kilos um, probably about five years ago actually. And I uh, started the twelve-week weight transformation online, and um, it became apparent that to lose weight, you had to exercise, and 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 eat well. And when you when you're short on time, the the fastest way to to get your exercise in is to is to run basically to burn as many calories as possible in the shortest amount of time. And so um, I saw a friend of mine uh, on Facebook losing so much weight, and she was going to. I think it was Southbank Park Run, and I kept seeing her week after week at Park Run. I thought, what is this? And um, yeah, I checked it out, and then I ended up having to go down to Canberra uh, for something. Not long after that, and I, I went to Jenandera Park Run. Not Jenandera. Yeah, I did. I went to Jenandera Park Run and ran that one with my little sister, and that was the first time she'd ever ever run five Ks, which. Was really cool to do it with her because she she was from she's from Perth actually she goes to Clay's Book Cove now so yeah so that I went there and I thought yep yeah, this is really cool I think mean, Townsville we need this we need this we we really need it for our community we really need it to help get people fit and active and and to to stop the barriers between um yeah and the excuses I think people like to make a lot of excuses I know I did as to why I couldn't exercise, and this takes away the money factor and, um, and everything, so that was the reason. Yep, simple as that. Yeah.
1: The climate in Townsville is hot and warm. Very. Yeah, does that pose any barriers for people getting out running, or do you have to run earlier or run later in well, the evening?
2: when we first started, I spoke to Tim, because obviously you know when you're starting up an event you have to there's lots of things. There's lots of things that sort of go into it. You need to talk to council and 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 think about yeah the time factor as well. And at that point, I'm pretty sure most other park runs were starting at eight o'clock. And I said to Tim, we really can't start at eight o'clock. It's by seven o'clock. Most of the fitness community up here has already done their workout and they're they're having their breakfast by seven by by eight o'clock anyway. Um, I, I know that I sort of get up before the sun do my exercise and then yeah it's it's really hot it can be really hot at seven o'clock in the morning so oh yeah so i thought if it'd be best not to start at eight if we could start at seven so
1: i've actually run your park run. i did a freedom run there and that was one of the things because i I thought why are all you queenslanders so soft that you can't start at eight o'clock like the rest of us so when i did my freedom run (laughs) Yeah, so when i did my freedom run i thought i'll take off at eight o'clock and i can confirm it was really hot by the time yeah. i finished
2: i guess it depends what time of year during the dry season during july it's fine um it would be okay i think i remember having discussion as well and i said can we do seven during during summer and then eight o'clock during winter and tim said no because we just need to be um consistent across the board with everything so we went with seven and even even so, um, especially during summer, we do get a lot of people saying, oh, it would be great if we could start at 6, but I don't think they realise that the volunteers are there half an hour beforehand, sometimes an hour beforehand, um, sorting things out. And you can't really ask people who are, who are not getting paid. They're just doing it for the love of it to be there at 5 o'clock on, on, a, on a Saturday morning. So the weather's not too... I think it's, there's been stats done it, on it as well and it's not that much hotter up here than what it is in Brisbane at that time of the at that time of the year anyway so everyone just sucks it up really i don't i don't get any i don't get many complaints about about it anymore i know that there was to begin with but yep. not now one yeah. really
1: cool thing you do have which i discovered is right where you start you've got a massive pool and it's free yep. open to the public
2: Yes, that was um, one of the deciding factors in uh, having started to start a park, a park around there. We did originally uh, want to tr- want to go along the Strand, uh, much like Cairns uh, had- goes along the Esplanade there. I really wanted to do the Strand, but we got knocked back, and I tried a few more times and kept getting knocked back and had to look around for other places, and it in a way seemed like the perfect spot because of the open spaces. There's a beautiful big um, kids' playground there as well. There's showers and toilets. There's a cafe. There's lots of car parking, um, beautiful scenery, and, yeah, the free pools as well. So there's so much to do. So you can come down in the morning and stay, stay for a swim. A lot of people do that. Go to Park Run, go for a swim, have a coffee, go home. um,
0: Yeah, it's
2: really – it's a lovely, lovely location. We're very lucky
0: you see um scotty mentioned that he did a freedom run of your course and i've i've also done Riverway in the past fortunately i i walked it um with you guys oh
2: actually you were
0: a teenage bit ninja turtle i'm sure of it <laughs> yes i was one one of the whole team there were four of us ninja turtles um so I, obviously i had the benefit of somebody to guide me around the course and i, I did listen to your pre-run brief beforehand but I was still confused and I, I don't know. I think Scotty may have done a little bit of an extra distance when he did it.
1: Just a little bit.
0: Can you can you explain your course for those listeners who haven't been to Riverway and had the pleasure of running it there yet?
2: Oh Mel, no. this is it you are right. It is a tricky course to explain, but when you <laughs> when you are doing it, it's um it, it makes more sense. So basically. We start out the front of the stadium and um, we, we sort of go around the oval at the front there. We go across the front of the cricket nets, across the front of the car park, go left, past the pools and upwards, uh, well, along the river, up towards the, uh, the weir bridge, go over the weir bridge. And then there's a bit, there's a roundabout. So we sort of go left around the roundabout but veering right. And then we follow the river along the other side all the way down to um, the Ring Road Bridge, which is called the Vickers Bridge. Cross over the bridge, take another right. So you're coming back up the other side of the river now and then you take a right again when you get to the apartments following the river all the way along past the pools again and then keep going up and there's a turnaround point just after the playground. Come back towards where the start is and then you sort of have to do a bit of a dog leg so it goes left, right, right and you're at the finish. So... It seems tricky, but when you're actually doing it, we've got marshals, we've got chalk. Um, so, but yeah, a, a lot of the first time as if they aren't paying attention do sort of do get lost a bit. Um, but we are hoping to actually get some more permanent signage. So uh, with any luck we, um, yeah, we'll have something in place to
0: prevent the extra extra uh, meters and kilometers getting done. <laughs> I'm sure there's not too many that actually do it. It's it's just the fast ones. I do know of one particular gentleman though who he kind of chases uh, course records or at least first finishes at new courses wherever he can travel with his work and uh, I was quite amused when I heard that he'd been to Riverway and he thought he was coming first but he ended up going the wrong way. <laughs> so possibly it's important. A couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? No. you've Oh, you've got a more recent story. No, this was probably about 12 months ago now, I think. And it, it was after I had been up to visit you. So um, I, I was aware of, you know, the little intricacies of the course. And, yeah, when he was telling me about it, I thought, yeah, you, you didn't end up coming first, did you? Because you didn't actually do the course. But he's fairly determined to go back and, you know, map it out a little bit better now that, um, yeah, he knows. And, and have another crack at a first finish. But I do always find it amusing when the you know the the tourists show up, the adventurers who want to go fast and they don't either listen to the run brief or, you know, they they seem to be the ones who take the take the wrong course.
2: We need to do their homework definitely to to uh, yeah to prevent that because. Um, as you know, we are, well, we're all volunteers and some weeks we have a lot of marshals and some weeks we don't and so it just depends. If we've got a lot of marshals on then you probably won't get lost but if you're fortunate enough to turn up on the weeks where, yeah, there aren't too many then that can happen. So it's best to check the course and, um, yeah, know, know what you're doing beforehand or even if you are are visiting, come come down the Riverway before, come down on Friday and... And, and have a go.
0: So you've also done a little bit of adventuring yourself. You mentioned earlier that you've been to Gin and Dera. Have you been over to Claysbrook Cove to visit your sister and run that course over there?
2: Not as yet. I would love to. I've heard about the dolphins. There's dolphins there at Claysbrook Cove. Am I
0: right? Possibly not on the course.
2: No, not on the course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they go along the river there. They, they um. Oh, maybe I'm dreaming. I think I'm sure that's where it was. That there's always dolphins in in the
0: river, or it's it's absolutely possible. We should get somebody to verify that.
2: Yeah, I, I've also been to Early Beach Park Run. That was probably I thought that we had the most the, the prettiest sort of course, um, but then went to Early Beach for the launch, and uh, I went, "Yeah, you're you're right,
0: Early Beach." Yeah, theirs is okay, you reckon?
2: Yeah. So lovely. No, honestly, that course is just so beautiful. It really is. And, um yeah, I was dreaming of Hamilton Island while while I
0: was down there too. But, um, well, Scotty's done both of those. And from what I understand, Hamilton Island is quite hilly. Oh, really?
1: It is. It's really hilly. It's a tough one. There's a bit of growth in North Queensland for Park Run at the moment. I know Bowen is coming soon.
2: not North Shore started... Uh, a couple of months after Riverway. So those guys have been going for, yeah, th- almost three years. In in June, they'll be having their third birthday. Um, after North Shore, can started up. And then since then, we've had, yeah, Airlie Beach and and Hamilton Island. And recently, mm-hmm. Macquarie started Parkrun as well. But not in Townsville, not that I know of. I mean, we probably do have enough... Um, enough people to or even enough space to do a third one but um no not not that i've not that i've heard we get in the beginning we started we we were getting about 60 people doing our course probably for the first year and then for our first birthday we got around 100 and now we're at our third year we're getting about 200 people doing our course and i think north shore are getting about half that so they're getting about 100 a week so yeah I think um there probably is room for it.
1: Could we put one, is it Castle Hill?
2: <laughs>
1: Could we put like two and a half K up and two and a half K down? Do you think that'd be popular?
2: Well, actually I know a few of our regulars, um, that that do, do Castle Hill quite quite frequently and uh yeah, we'll have to talk to um the head of the social committee, his name's Darren Lowe. Here uh he would probably be very good
1: at um, organising that event. Mm. Okay, that'd be awesome. That'd be an iconic park run. So come on, Darren, I, jump I on would. board.
0: He'd <laughs> <laughs> <You'd> love that. <laughs> Tracy, you also mentioned earlier about your um, athletes who are in wheelchairs. Do you need to do anything different to make your course accessible for them?
2: Ah, oh, um, Well, yes, we did actually. Um, um, we had our first uh, wheelchair athlete turn up uh, just before Christmas last year, so 2015, and he did the course. And, I, and before before he did, I said, you, "You're you know you're our first wheelchair athlete. We we designed this course deliberately, so it would be wheelchair friendly, would be um, pram friendly as well." And uh, I, I, I really uh, valued his feedback. And uh, our finish line was actually on grass and up a little bit of a hill and. I had no clue, but um, yeah, wheelchairs don't do too well on grassy hills, and so we've we've moved our finish line to be parallel with the pathway. So the the re- and the reason we had taken the finish line off the pathway is because sometimes you can't tell who is a park runner who isn't a park runner. So we had deliberately done that, but then um, yeah, to to be um, more inclusive, uh, we've moved the the finish line so it's um, parallel to the to the pathway so and there's not much else that we had to do apart from that there there are a few tricky spots on our course uh if there are any adventurers who who are in wheelchairs um and that that's just at the beginning of the course there's uh, some bollards up and if you do have a an athletic um or sort of like a wider wheelchair um, there is it, it is a bit of a tight squeeze to get through there and then when you get across the bridge there's pebble crete and that's quite slippery as well. But um and there are a few cracky sort of gaps in the pavement which um isn't isn't very um isn't very wheelchair friendly. But that that can all be sort of worked around. Um and yeah, we haven't had any complaints and we sort of went from um, one one gentleman, Zach, coming down. He's brought his friend Davin, and now we've got Ryan, and, and um, there's about three other guys that come down as well. They're all basketball athletes, and um, yeah, trying to get game, game fitness um, to help with their, with their other adventures. So
0: yeah, fantastic example of how inclusive Parkon is.
2: Yeah, it's very cool. We, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. To see everybody um, getting out there, getting active together.
1: We hope you can join them soon and your, recover- your, your recovery is quick.
0: <laughs> Thank you. One of them could hook you up <laughs> <laughs> with some wheels. I know. Just for a few weeks.
2: Well, yes. Yeah, this could. I actually ride a skateboard as well, Mel, and I normally go skateboarding Thursday night and I was wondering how on earth I'm going to ride my skateboard with a moon boot and I might need a toe. I don't, not an actual toe, but a toe
0: behind another skateboard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe I could ride an, oh, well, you're not allowed to have skateboards.
0: No, no, that wouldn't work for Parkrun.
2: <laughs> no. And you
0: might find you end up in two moon boots if you tried to skateboard in one, so I wouldn't recommend that either.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'll, right. I'll, um, yeah, I'll be back to it in no time. So good.
1: Once again, it's time for my favourite segment on the podcast.
0: Our favourite.
1: Our favourite segment, Facts in a Haystack. <laughs> it's been a bit longer, the wait, so I'm just anticipating all these stats and facts oh. you're going to throw at us
3: again. Lots of people hanging out for it, haven't I?
1: Yeah. Welcome to the pod.
3: Thanks, guys. How are you both?
0: Oh, just hanging out for
3: stats. Hanging out for stats. I'll... Hanging out for them. It's good to hear because this week, this month, I, the amount of work I've put in, it's I've really outdone, my st- undone my, outdone myself.
0: Undone yourself? Undone myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, I
3: think these stats are going to blow everyone away. They're just that good. I think they're almost newsworthy. They're that good.
0: Oh. Wow.
3: Yeah. So I'll keep everyone in suspense. Anticipation is high. Exactly. And um, they're on my laptop and they're they're looking fantastic. Unfortunately, the laptop's not starting up and not behaving. So everyone's going to have to wait just a little bit longer, I'm afraid to say. What?
1: (laughs) I I don't understand.
3: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the analogy goes, it's, it's like a fridge mechanic. They usually have fridges that don't work, and an IT person generally doesn't have a computer that works. So I, th- I think it goes along those lines.
0: Is there something known as a fridge mechanic?
3: There, there is my father's one, so I can say that. <laughs>
1: okay, enough about fridges. I want stats.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you can't be serious. Our stats nerd tech guy can't be telling us his, his computer doesn't work.
3: Yeah, well, I, I tried to turn it on about ten minutes ago, and she ain't starting up. So I'm still standing by how good these stats are. By the way, I'm I'm still backing that up. I just can't really follow through too well. <laughs> what,
0: well, can you sing? That, that, Dancing, that, dancing's no good to us on this podcast. We we need sound. Now.
3: Singing I couldn't do for anyone. That's, that's just um, cruel. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I had a go.
3: So yeah I'm so sorry everyone we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer but they're really that good I promise you so
0: oh, um, I I don't know what to say now.
3: I, th- I think we need a tumbleweed sort of rolling past do we have sound effects or anything like that so
0: the crickets aren't even making any noises. That's
1: right. <laughs> do you know if we broke any records this week or? you got a hunch? Can we do hunch in a haystack?
3: No, we we had a launch. We had a launch. Um, No, it was a pretty quiet week, actually. So I think uh, it was quieter
0: than usual. So no, it's one of those quiet ones. So what you're trying to tell me, Ian, is that if you don't actually have your computer, you can't give us any statistics.
4: (laughs) there's, There's
3: nothing. There's nothing. And it, I think it's the old age too. I can't, I can't uh, remember things off my heart anymore like I used to. So it's just in one ear and out the other. All right. Hey, but well, while we, we've got you on...
0: We've got to salvage us somehow.
3: You had a party
1: a couple of weeks ago.
3: We did. Our, um, Stones Corner Park one, I assume, you're referring to?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you turned one. We turned two. Oh. Big, big two.
3: So two years. It's gone very quickly. It's, I think every event director, every run director out there would agree, it just goes so quickly. It's unbelievable. So, and um, actually, that's a good stat. We, we broke our record by 100, so which is massive for us. I think we had about 430,
0: 430 runners. It was 100,
3: um, 100 record there for us, which is huge. So, yeah.
0: Did you run out of cake for all those people?
3: No, we actually had leftover. I was very surprised. So We had a very big cake. It was massive. So,
0: How do you was, feel about
3: uh, that? You
1: break your record by such a big margin. You're probably never going to get back to it again.
3: Normally, that would bother me, but we were breaking records every week. Um, so this year, I think we've broken our, our attendance record about five or six times. So it was happening over and over again, so it's going to quieten that down for a little while. But, um yeah, prior to that we hadn't broken it since launch day, so it's, um, it might have been a bit harder after that. But Yeah.
0: Alright, so it, it sounds to me like you've got your own event. We could probably talk about Stones Corner. We haven't talked about Stones Corner before, have we? I don't
3: think we have, no.
0: Alright Ian, tell us about your course. We've got a two and a half kilometre out and back.
3: Um, I actually had one of my run directors, uh, last year we did a blue theme and that was to um, signify the blue stream in the middle. It's actually a drain pipe, We sort of more brown water or anything, but uh, I'm not describing it too well.
0: (laughs) You had us a drain pipe.
1: Yeah, that's right. Brown water was tempting for me,
3: <laughs> but no, it it is it is a very nice course. I've, everyone who runs it loves it. It's 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 a it's a nice flat one. Uh, crosses a couple little bridges and a couple little tunnels. Uh, and out and back's always fun because you get to uh, see everyone as you're coming back and all the high fives and cheering each other on. So it's it's lots of fun. It, I, it's it's uh, it's a big family course as well. So we get lots and lots of kids and, and uh, parents out there, and it's uh, yeah, just have a blast. So.
0: Have you, have you done much adventuring, Ian? I've done a
3: little bit, not too much. Not as much as I'd like to. I'd like to do a bit more, to be honest. Um, I've only got out to the the local ones around here. So, um, Winnem, Manipi, Southbank. Um, that's about it, to be honest. But I, I do want to start getting out further. I've got a young family, so um, I find it hard to get out sometimes. Um, my wife also works on a Saturday, so it makes it even harder to, to go too far astray. But... Um, yeah, no, we it would like to be more of a tourist soon.
0: That's, that's something you guys had the whole of the South Bank Park Run event crew looking after your event on your birthday. Is that correct?
3: Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes, they certainly did. We got spoiled. They came down and they looked after it, which I'm actually very grateful for that we did have such big numbers for for Southbank, I think it was an easy morning for them, so 430 park runners was probably walking the park for Southbank. <laughs> so yes, they kindly came out and took, took over every volunteer spot for us, uh, and all our sides got to go out and run together in tutus, so we had a great time.
0: <laughs> they didn't confuse any of your runners when they told them to cross over the Go-Between Bridge or the Goodwill Bridge?
3: And there was no stairs as well, I think that shocked them, so... <laughs> But yes, we are very spoiled. Um, I think we're a little bit nervous about returning the favour in the future. It's um, For those who don't know Southbank, you can certainly get up into the high 600s and higher on on anniversaries, uh, yeah. Well, didn't
1: last anniversary Southbank tried to break the Australian record? I'm sure they hit
3: uh, in excess of 900.
0: 998.
3: Wow, wow. that's just amazing. That's, that's huge. It's that's a great stat too, Mill. Yeah, oh. You're putting me to shame here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's possibly the only statistic that I will ever contribute to the show, so you're welcome.
4: Morning, this is Zara Curtis supporting for Parkrun Adventurers, enjoying our Turner Beach Parkrun's first birthday, chatting to Parkrun Adventurer. My name's Wendy. Um, how did you go this morning? I had a great run. What did you think of Altona Beach Park Run? I loved it, but people told me there was a hill, and it was barely a hill at all. Where are you visiting from? Westerfolds. How many different park roads have you been to? I think this one makes it number 14. Which is your favourite? See, that's a really hard question, because you
0: told me before we started this interview I wasn't allowed to say Westerfolds, yeah. and so I'm trying really
4: hard to think, but I... I did love this one, and I did love Inverloch. Maybe it's the water. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best thing about Parkrun? The people. Thanks very much. That's a wrap from Altona. Next up, Portland Parkrun launch, May 21st.
1: And we've got another new junior adventurer. Zara has joined our... What's a collective group of roving adventurers called? An avalanche. And she's joined our avalanche of roving junior roving adventurers. So thanks, Sarah. I'm already looking forward to her report from Portland in a couple of weeks' time. We also had Jeremy Savage reporting from a visit. He, w- he was adventuring over here down at Geelong for the weekend. Take it away, Jez.
5: So this is the Western Australian correspondent, Jeremy Savage, reporting in from the stunning Ballyang Century Park Run. I'm here with Dale. And I'm here with Mary. Who are Parkrun Adventurers? uh, Dale is the event director from Ballyang Sanctuary and Mary is from Ballarat. So today is not what I expected. It's actually a beautifully sunny day here in uh, Ballyang Sanctuary. I believe it's absolutely teeming with rain back home in Perth, so ha ha for me. Um, Dale, how long have you been event director at Ballyang Sanctuary for?
6: Um, I was part of the group that first uh, set up the event, but I guess I've been event director for two and a bit years now. So I was a, bit a run director the whole time, but just took over from the uh, original guys that set up, or I was assisted setting up, um, back when we launched in 2012. And I believe today was a significant run for you today? Yeah, I finally uh, did my 100, so it's taken me a fair while to get there, but finally did it. So, I think I've come in 100th position as well, so Aww. pretty happy about that. We'll wait until we just get the results though. So, yeah, good day.
5: So, it's always significant when the event, event teams get their their milestone shirts. So, congratulations, Dale. Welcome to the 100 Club. Mary, you're from Ballarat. How did you find today's
0: park run? Uh, it was good, thanks, yeah. I really enjoyed it.
5: Was today your first run at Ballyang Century, or have you been here before?
0: Uh, I think this is my third.
5: On on a scale, how does it compare? I mean, I've never been to Ballarat, so how's Ballarat compared to Ballyang Sanctuary?
6: I probably enjoy it here more. It's um, a bit more scenic.
0: <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Ballarat's a, a flat uh, two laps, yeah. So this is yeah more scenic, I think.
5: Bayang Century is, is is not a flat 25 uh, k out and back, so it seems to be majority downhill on the way out and then you turn around the garden bed and then run 25 k's, And it seems uphill all the way down. Is that right? Is it really uphill all the way?
6: Uh, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure, but it's fairly flat. You're not? I mean, the river doesn't... Uh, you are running upstream on the Merritt River, so I suppose it probably... I would have thought it might have went up. And then you're coming back down a little bit, maybe.
5: Well, it is a beautiful course. Um, it is, it, it, it's, it's undulating. Well, I'm going to say it's fun Um Do need to work on your high fives though, guys. Um, I, I, did, I did feel like the village idiot handing out for high fives and getting lots of strange puzzled looks like, what are you talking about, you freak?
6: Yes, well, I would say, well, I believe our courses, um, there's a lot of runners at our course, I guess. A lot of people... Uh, do enjoy the running, I guess, rather than the uh, social aspect. We a dedicated group, I suppose, at the back that bring up the rear. That uh, are certainly more of a social walkers and runners, but um, yeah, there's a strong contingent that are out there to set good times, I guess.
5: Okay, so if if there was a perfect park run course, I would say this is definitely up there in my top, probably top 25 of what I would consider a top a perfect course. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the sunshine.
4: Thank
6: you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, WA Correspondent Jeremy Savage, and congratulations to Dale completing his 100th run on the weekend. We had some follow-on from our Red Shirt Challenge from last week. On Facebook, Gary Nisbet and Melissa Ellis contributed a couple of photos where they continued the Red Shirt Challenge. Thanks, guys. We also had a contribution from Toc, who was in the nation's capital. ...for a bit of parkrun tourism. Or was he parkrun adventuring?
0: I would say he was adventuring. He's an adventurer, Toc. And talk. if you're listening, and we know you are, now's the time to run faster for the rest of the podcast, all right?
1: On Instagram, one of our keen listeners, Mama of Hope, recently ventured over to London to compete in the London Marathon. And she's also now in Paris, enjoying a holiday over there. And like all good parkrun adventurers... She's visiting her local parkrun on Saturday mornings.
0: She did Paris parkrun last weekend. Did she? She did. It was beautiful. Well, it looks beautiful from the photos. And not to mention the gorgeousness of Paris, but she was also the first female over the finish line. I believe there was about 20 uh, runners altogether, most of them adventurers from various places, but I would totally own that if I was the first finisher anywhere in my absolutely. gender or age category, I'd be all over that.
1: Yep. So well done, Sally. Is that, there's only 20 runners at Paris Park Run.
0: Last weekend. I'm not sure how, um, how they do on average. We should look that up. But, you know, not only a fantastic place to go for an adventure, but you get a, a low finish number as well.
1: You need to get there soon, though.
0: <laughs> yes, before it just gets absolutely massive right. and everyone realises it's there.
1: We have one launch this week in Parker, in Australia. The entrance is coming to New South Wales on the Central Coast up there. They're starting; they've got a seven a.m. start for those who are heading to the launch. Not a usual eight o'clock start. If you get there at eight o'clock, you've missed it. <laughs> so good luck to everyone involved with the entrance. Where's the cake?
0: The cake this weekend is in New South Wales and Queensland again, so Curl Curl are having their third anniversary, which I understand is, is it Caped Crusaders? Is that the theme?
1: Yeah, another name for superheroes.
0: Well, you, you can be a crusader in a cape and not be a superhero. Yeah,
1: The Curl Curl Cape Crusader.
0: And Bilba in Queensland are celebrating their second anniversary with an op shop formal $10 black tie theme. So, another opportunity for people to use their creativity and, you know, recycle.
1: We had lots of good suggestions for clever and witty sign-offs. They've all gone in the think tank.
0: We put a lot of things in the think tank. It's a pretty big tank.
1: So... We don't have a we don't have a witty sign off this week, but what we are going to leave you with is a review from Jeremy and Kelly. We just heard about we just heard from Jeremy and his wonderful interview skills at Ballyang Sanctuary. But one thing they also did is they reviewed their adventure. So that's what we're going to leave this episode with.
4: Jeremy and Kelly, your West Australian roving reporters for Parkrun Adventures. Um, we've just returned to Perth after our Trip to Melbourne and Geelong for the Wings for Life World Run and Ballying Sanctuary Park Run. And we thought we'd put in a few tips for people who fancied visiting Geelong for Ballying Sanctuary Park Run. Cafe, parking
5: and toilets. There's plenty of parking at the start. There's also a toilet block very close by. At the cafe, we went to the Barwang Edge Boathouse, uh, which is approximately 800 metres from the start, finish of the of Parkrun. Following the Parkrun course from the start, 800 metres down on the right-hand side, is a lovely cafe.
4: It had great facilities. It was really quite friendly. Excellent French toast. Um, It opens at 9 a.m., so if you are a fast finisher, you might want to hang around the start-finish area of Parkrun before you head down to the boathouse. The alternate uh, cafe that... um, the Belling Sanctuary Park Runners often use is also called Two Sugars, which is about a kilometre away. Um, it, but is probably easier to get there, um, by car than on foot. Um, now our accommodation we managed to get, it was literally 1.4 kilometres from the start line. We ran there. There are four caravan holiday parks that you can stay at on Barrable Road in sort of south of Geelong. As I say, 1.4 kilometres from the start line, all you had to do was run down the the towpath of the Barwon River and then over the Shannon Avenue Bridge to the start line. Couldn't have been easier. Radio.